The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Jess Navarez. We're waiting for Aisha Morrison. She'll be here in just a moment. <sighs> Y'all, it's cold outside. It is cold outside. It is Halloween. Hence, uh, it is Halloween. It is Halloween. Halloween. That's why we are orange in here. Yeah, I like the vibes. I like the vibes. Spooky. It's, it's real spooky, spooky in this building right now. It is spooky. Mm, why you say that? Just why? spooky. Why? It's just spooky, guys. <laughs> spooky season. Yeah. Spooky feels. Let's hope it's spooky on Sunday in the Cowboys' favor, you know? See what I did there? You know, I love that See what I did there? I'm rubbing off on you, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> No, uh, today has been obviously a long, long day of waiting, hoping that the Cowboys were going to make a trade. Uh, they ended up not doing so. But um, let, let's talk about some of these trades so far. Who kind of stood out to you? I know for me, um, it was that Chase Young trade, man. Like, yeah, that 49ers team, <sighs> that defensive line is about to be freaking crazy. Uh, when you talk about it, let, let's, let's just go ahead and list the guys on that defensive line. Yeah, I was looking for my list of trades. Like, I exited out of my app. Hold on. Yeah, we got we got Nick Bosa, of course. Um, Javon Hargrave, Randy Gregory, Chase Young, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw. What's up, Hello. girl? What's up? Uh, sorry, <laughs> Pharrell and Drake Jackson. Um, hmm. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want no problems with that defensive line. I'm just saying. Well, I don't want no problems with They're them. compensating. Hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome. The people is outside. <laughs> they are. The are people they? are. It's cold outside. It's real spooky. The people are getting off early to take their children. Yeah. Bebe. That ramp on <laughs> to that. To do the trick-or-treating. <laughs> that traffic on that ramp. Oh, jeez. It was that bad? Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Take your time. Okay. Take, take, take a breath. Take a breath. No, I'm fine. I want to talk about it. Yeah, oh. they, they compensate. <laughs> They trying to figure things out over They there. are. They are. They got a lot. They have a lot going on over there. It ain't my problem. Listen. Uh, do what you got to do, boss. Do what you got to do. They might need to be figuring out some other things. But, you know. Like what? It's me defensive. I mean, honestly, uh, listening to a lot of uh, 49ers folks and also uh, Steve Wilkes, mm-hmm. the new defensive coordinator, just getting a lot of flack with um, how they're playing defense right now and them trying to figure things out. But sure. they got some issues on both sides of the ball right now. I mean, yeah. losing three games in a row in this league is is rough, mm-hmm. man. And it, and it honestly is something I don't even think they're number one in their division. So that's the thing about the trade deadline, man. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed about today. Mm-hmm. But then at the same token, a part of me is just like most teams that are aggressive during the trade deadline, they – feel like they have to fill holes and I know the Cowboys to us we there are things you want to improve on but it's just like they just don't feel the need and I at this point in time at the, being here year two I don't we can't want it more than they do yeah so I'm just done putting in the energy and, and being frustrated about it because it's just it just is what it is at this point so but if you're okay you said that you were disappointed about you know them not making a move yeah if you're Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. Who are you going after? I'm going to get to you in a second, Jess, because you had a good point earlier when we were on camera. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's, like, a specific 
human I would go after. Um, but I would say, you know, there are some positions like I understand. I think I heard Jerry mention today, and we take everything he says with a grain of salt. Assault is that he said uh, that, you know, he expects for the tight end position to pick up. It's going to need to. If, if you didn't, if you didn't, if you really felt like this tight end room was enough, I think Ferg mm -hmm. is, I know we're going to talk about it later, watching film on him and Dak, like, you can really see that they're starting to gain a connection, but you're not getting really anything sure. else from your tight end room. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have mind to see, you know, maybe them, maybe them bring in someone. It sounds like the commanders is giving out people for, uh, for $2. <laughs> so... <laughs> We could have talked to them about something. Everybody else did. So it's just two dollars is crazy. Two dollars is crazy. I mean, a day. I mean, a lot of these guys that they're letting go are are two dollars in a first bag of round chips. picks. They're first round picks, and and they're, they're letting them go for day three picks. I yeah. mean, and I understand the Cowboys are in a tight spot just because of the amount of picks they have left this year, and et cetera, et cetera. But yo, some of the some of the picks that people gave up in drafts. I mean, in um, and uh, trades earlier before mm -hmm. the. These are like 2025 20, picks and stuff yeah. too. So I just I don't know, man. I'm really torn. I know Cowboys Nation is is down just because of it, but it's like I said, we can't want it more than they want it and if they don't feel like it's necessary it is what it is as far as 49ers. Oh, but like I said, they are really trying to figure out some things over there, especially defensively cuz it's uh schematically I think they've changed a lot and they're trying to figure things out over there. So do what you got to do. Do, do. do what you got to do, boss. Yeah. No, I I see both sides of the situation here. I understand where the disappointment comes from mm -hmm. with not making a move today. But I also, and as much as, you know, fans want to rag on the sediment of they believe in the personnel mm -hmm. in the locker room, that's the truth. And yeah. <laughs> look, at this point, you have to as well. You have to believe what you have. You don't have a choice now. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, look, <laughs> although... No Although now it's a little too late to say, oh, you know, this needs work, this needs work. Mm -hmm. What you focus on now is, yes, nothing happened today, but how do you get where you need to go in these position groups that need help? Tight end specifically, yes, that's a position group that you knew losing Dalton Schultz in the offseason to the Texans was going to hurt a little bit. Whether you wanted to admit it or not, Dalton Schultz was a clutch guy for Dak Prescott to be that inseam mm -hmm. threat, to be in the red zone, to to be that kind of clutch tight end uh, quarterback guy, that, that quarterback friendly player, I should say, that Dalton Schultz was for him. Um, offensive line. You can never have enough depth there. You can never have enough depth there. Let's just say that over and over and over. Because Proving depth, too. Yeah. Proving well, depth is the difference. And not young depth. Because, again, you have that already. You so do. if you're going to add, and you should add some veteran leadership. And we talked about that yesterday yeah. and how important that is. Cornerback. You, can, you can't have enough cornerback depth. I mean. Linebacker room? Linebacker. There's, there's multiple rooms here yeah. in in. In the in the building that that could have used some additions, some right? fortifying, yeah. However, Sprinkles. I might be the bad guy for saying it. It didn't happen. Let's move on. Shake it it off. is what it is. Yeah. Shake it oh, off. Oh, dang it. I didn't even mean to say it. I love it. No, <laughs> but look, off. here's the thing. I love that for she, that was she me said too something earlier. earlier. I don't know what I, What'd you what say? Did I say? <laughs> oh today is today already. No, you know what? My I point is. Remember. Let's move on. Yeah. It didn't happen. No need to dwell. 
Focus on who you got in the room and how they can get better, and they need to, period. If you want to continue to have a winning season, you need to improve on the things that have lost you games so far this season in embarrassing fashions because it's not like the games that these teams have lost were set in stone that they were going to lose when they walked in. They had chances to win. Against the Cardinals, yes, you had a chance to win. Against the 49ers, you had a chance to win. But what was the downfall of those games? Really go back and look at it. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Time Preach. to move on. Time to move on. We, got we, we to. can't dwell on it, we guys. Can't dwell on it. Uh, let's go, let's go ahead and move on, ladies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on now. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, I know Jerry also talked about how this well, a little bit of the status of Tyron and um, Chuma he said that they should be available um, on Sunday. Just how big will that be? And I guess let's talk about this offensive line and the improvements that they made uh, this past game because I was looking at some of the film and like the amount of times the pocket was so clean for Dak to mm. make decisions was honestly impressive for me. So let's go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be frank about this offensive line right now, y'all. <laughs> Listen, um, I, I do think that, you know, at the, at the beginning of the game, you, you saw some some things yeah. you didn't want to see, and uh, they they came out and did some things towards you that were as successful. But I will say, you know, that the, the passing pass pro did shore up later on mm-hmm. in that game. Um Terrence Steele is is still trying to find, you know, a rhythm. And we are, of course, giving him grace just because he is coming back from ACL. Not only did he come back, he was very earlier than we expected. Mm -hmm. To his credit, he worked his tail off. But we're going to go through some Mm -hmm. growing pains with him. And so you're getting really attacked from your tackle position. And so pass pro, I thought, shored up as the game went on. But, yo, this run game right now. And I, I credit them for finding ways to run the ball this week where they attacked the edges and they and they were like, okay, running up the A and B gap's not working. Mm-hmm. Let's try to figure out some mm-hmm. things on the outside. Yep. But this offensive line is not playing strong enough for me. They are hmm. losing the line of scrimmage a lot more than what you would expect yeah. from this offensive line. And, and I know that they can play with power. Um, I know they can play with power. I know they can play downhill. We've seen them get to the second level and do things. But I just... I'm looking for consistency from the offensive line. Because as you watch mm-hmm. the film, you see they have about four or five plays. you just like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, yeah. we're moving humans out the way. And then you see them in a couple plays later, and you just like, yo, what's what's going on here? And, you know, Mike McCarthy talked about, you know, the fact that a lot of teams are attacking them doing stunts. And I asked the question about that. like, So that's communication and mm-hmm. um, them gaining continuity. But right now... This game, it wasn't a continuity problem to me. It was just pure you not being able to handle the power that they're playing with. And to me, that's just mad unacceptable because I, I just feel like especially the interior of this Dallas offensive line, Tyler Biotish, mm-hmm. Tyler Smith, who had a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. He had a few hiccups, but I would love to hear Aaron Donald's comments on Tyler, especially mm-hmm. with Tyler being so young. You don't see people play Aaron Donald that well. So. Yeah. But and then Zach Martin. So I just think this interior should be stronger than what they're playing mm-hmm. right now. And I'm really hoping that they figure out some consistency there because you're about to go up against better defensive lines. For you, sure. No, you for just, sure. Are you about to see? I mean, yeah. better than the the Chargers, better than the Rams. Like, no, no disrespect. To I just think this this was a step in the right direction, fair, right? Yeah, fair, for sure. Fair, uh, because you know the last couple of games we hadn't seen that. You're seeing. Uh, everybody in Dak's face, you know, so they're mm. getting outpowered up front. So it was good to see them make those 
improvements. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's maybe what I should have. No, no, no. You're, you're <laughs> right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. No, you're right about the fact that the offensive mm-hmm. line play did look better in this game, specifically in pass pro. Yeah. And again, with running the ball, plenty of times, even last year, we'd be like, "No, nah, that's not working." <laughs> how many times did we say that? Look, how Baby, many times did we say quit running the ball in between the tackles? Well, in between the tackles, but. Second and five. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Like, third and ten? Yeah, this... (laughs) Seriously, it's... Here's the thing. (laughs) You gotta... You open Pandora's box. You know how I feel about this. Um, Okay. So, (laughs) the thing... Everyone get ready. No, it's not that big. It's... I've said it before, is... The thing about the Cowboys offensive line is you have the talent within the room to make sure that it does play at an elite level the problem now is execution Mm. is when you're executing throughout the entirety of the game not just on one or two plays it's unacceptable Mm. regardless of how they bounce back i think what how they bounce back from the three sacks back to back to back to back on the cowboys first drive on sunday their bounce back is what defines them the problem is you shouldn't have to bounce back that early from that deficit of your quarterback being sacked that much within an entirety of a game happening in the first minute mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah, both tackles got That's whooped. not fair. Yeah. That's that Too many if ideas, you want to yeah. set Dak Prescott up for absolute success, that's not doing it. That's yeah. not going to cut it. And yeah, here's the thing. Credit to Chuma. He's been able to step in and do that. Credit to Terrence Steele for coming back. They have to play better and execute better. Sure. At the end of the day, they know that, and that's the thing. I feel comfortable saying that because they they know that. They have to execute better. And again, what I was happy to see in terms of this line this week was the lack of penalties on them. So that tells me there is improvement there. The discipline's there. Mm-hmm. It's just when it comes down to it, my real question is, why is the execution not on a consistent level? Because the pass pro, like you said, Aisha, did get better, but why wasn't it better from the start, from the get-go? Why was it? Why did it take so long to kind of get there? And it seems like it's just been so inconsistent, you can't fully say confidently that you know what this offensive line looks like. That's, that's why when you asked yeah. yesterday, I said, you don't know yet, because we haven't seen a consistent... Cowboys offensive line perform at a high level throughout the entirety of a game so far. However, glimpses of goodness yesterday, uh, Sunday. Is is it, I feel like we were saying this for the past three weeks, like kind of over and over again, but is it the lack of repetition? Like, I mean, what is it? It's a mixture of the, I think it's a mixture of that, but I also do think it is a mixture, a mixture of, um, I mean, you mentioned the execution. It is, it is very fair to take into account that there's a new offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. And um, with Mike Solari, I've, I, and again, the, the scheme is, is different in some mm-hmm. of the things that they're doing. And Mike Solari has run two back sets. He has done those things. He has, and so I'm just, I'm really curious if it's a technique thing or if it's just something, if it's just a philosophy change, which is normal mm-hmm. with coaching. Mm-hmm. But I've seen this offensive line play more powerful. We are, you know, Tyler Biotish has been dinged up a lot of the season already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Zach Martin has been dinged up a lot of the mm-hmm. season already. So I wonder if that's playing a role in the power because 
Tyler Tyler Smith looks the strongest out of anybody, yeah. and he hasn't really had any issues since the hamstring. Yeah. So I want to say that possibly them being dinged up is playing a role in it, but I will say in, in counter to the run game, I will say that I am enjoying this pass game. Um, Mike McCarthy and those guys saying, we see favor in passing. Mm -hmm. We are not about to just keep trying to run just because it's for the yeah. sake of running. Uh, they passed on almost 30% on first down, over 30% on first down. Which is huge because you just talked about it. Being in those third and long or second and fives or whatever, passing on first down really helped them move the sticks. And it took mm -hmm. away some of those negative yards mm -hmm. that you don't want to see. Set your quarterback up for third down. He's the best in the NFL mm -hmm. <laughs> on third down. <laughs> like to throw that out there. Yep. And so an improvement there yeah. is, especially from last year in particular, saying, okay, run game's not ain't got it all right now. Let's go ahead and just pass this rock around because we know we can. My question for both of you, I guess, and I was thinking about this literally before I went to sleep last night, um, and I, I was like, I'm going to ask them that on the podcast tomorrow, <laughs> is given that this has been a run-heavy team for years now and your identity has always been the run when it comes to the offense, do you feel like there's kind of a shift in the wins now that you're becoming more identity-driven by the passing game? Or... Is what you're seeing not really identifiable yet in what they are as a team? No, I no, think. Oh, no, go ahead, the, babe. No, I think you don't have Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, so so now you have to look at your personnel and figure out what works best with your personnel. And right now you have guys that uh, are are you have weapons, you mm -hmm. know? So you have weapons in the passing game. So use it. Not saying, and that's no dis. Uh, credit to Tony Pollard and Rico and all those guys, but right now your strength is your passing game, and I, I think it just de depends on um, what type of personnel you have that can more so create your identity, if mm -hmm. that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's not saying that the run game won't come together. It will eventually, because I know TP's working on really being that number one guy, so when that comes into play, then you'll see that kind of all mesh together. Yeah. Yeah, with the West Coast system, yeah. though, the the pass sets up the run. Mm. It's not the other way around. There you mm. go. So, that, and that's why I was asking at the beginning of the season, like, where are the vertical threats? Because if you do are the vertical threats, the if you us? pass the ball Ooh, and you saw even, <laughs> even in this game, you saw that the run game started to open up. And I think that's because of the pass game. And honestly, I just um, honestly, I just feel like, too, as far as the run game goes, a lot of a lot of running backs, especially even coming out this draft, the power running back. It, it barely exists in this league right now because it's almost like if you look at a lot of the top running backs that came out of this past draft, they're not only mm -hmm. runners that can run between the tackles, they are receiving threats as well. Yep. And so for me right now with the run game, it's like if, you're if your offensive line is struggling with power, then you figure out ways to get your running backs in space. You figure out how to make get make passes and things in the backfield. You could also use Kevontae Turpin out of the, the backfield. Mm -hmm. You can use C.D. Lamb out of the backfield, yeah. which right. they did some of those things this past game because it wasn't nothing going in between the tackles. So for me, it's just like if you can't run the ball the traditional way, figure out another way to do it. If your offensive line is struggling with that stuff, then you just figure out another way to do it because it's just – at this point, I just don't know where the power of this interior is. So a lot of the schemes that they're used to doing, it's just not 
it's not what's up right now. It's not working. All right, we're going to continue this conversation in the next break. We'll come in right after the break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating party of the D Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Salvation Army's 27th annual Red Kettle kickoff returns to AT&T Stadium this Thanksgiving. Get excited to watch the one and only Dolly Parton rock the stage during halftime when your Dallas Cowboys go head-to-head -head with the Washington Commanders. Tune in at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. You're excited about that? Oh, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Dolly's an icon. Okay. Dolly's yeah. an icon. They did, um, during the ACM Awards here at the Star, they had that Dolly Parton pop-up over here. Oh, my goodness. I was living my best Wait, life. Where they had a Dolly Parton, Parton pop-up, pop and it was like a, like a little photo Time opportunity, and it was cool because it had all of her merch. Mm. Like, she's uh, she's a real businesswoman with a lot of really cool things. So that, she has, like, definitely... a dog line, a perfume line. Oh, I oh, didn't know cool. that. Yeah. So. I'd definitely be there if it was, like, a Chris Brown or, like, a Beyonce. There, it's never going to be there. It's not. It's going to be a country singer every year. <laughs> oh, it's well, the ACMs. <laughs> No, I'm talking about music awards. No, I'm talking about I'm talking yeah. about Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. it is typically a country singer every time, which I can get jiggy too. Yeah. I wish it was just. But sometimes I wish like you know there's some other Hello. things, but that's that's not you know it's not my business. Uh, no, that's wrong because they had the Jonas Brothers. They they are not country. I mean pop. Yeah, it's still a little pop. Poppy, close uh, to it. Whatever. <laughs> it's not close to it. That's close. I to get it. the same vibe. Yeah. <laughs> what? I didn't even get to say Just that. a group. They had some boots too. <laughs> they probably did have some boots. Did they have some boots? Oh my I don't goodness. Know. <laughs> I don't mind the Jonas Brothers. I love the Jonas Brothers. Why y'all hating on the Jonas Brothers? I liked them don't when they I was say, 12. I'm burning yeah. up. Burning copyright. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, never that's... mind. All right, well, that's enough. Oh, sorry. copyright? Yep. Oh, dang it. <laughs> well, sorry. Well. <laughs> 
The Jonas Brothers had a great halftime show that I thoroughly enjoyed. So there you go. And I'm going to enjoy Dolly Parton. There we go. Anyways. <laughs> All right, ladies, let's go ahead and keep this conversation going. Uh, I want to kind of turn things into a different, it's like a different path, this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Dak. Um, I know you're happy about that one. Let's talk about Dak. Uh, what, what are some things that stood out about his um, his decision making and making some good reads and, you know, his play on su- What stood on out Sunday? to you? You like, was what? there. <laughs> Synced it in the flesh. Um, <laughs> what I really – I'm trying to think of how I word this – is what I really appreciated out of Dak's game on Sunday was his ability – to keep his composure so right i mean you're coming off the gates out of the gates you get sacked three times one's nullified because of a penalty but still i think it was four times then one got nullified but regardless he was getting touched he was getting pressure put on him and he still continued to drive the team down Mm -hmm. the field the offense was going one place they were going down the field uh something that really stood out to me was again this has been like a topic of conversation for the last few weeks but his footwork Mm. his feet were planted his feet looked clean he was doing his drop backs he looked so clean i mean really it was just that's Dak Prescott playing at his best. He's using his legs. He's not overdoing it, which is something I didn't want to see. Contrary to popular opinion, I don't want to see Dak running if he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to always be mobile. But he also used some opportunity to say, hey, you think I'm not going to run? Psych. And he used his legs Psych. as well. So I really think what you're seeing is a veteran quarterback, and Jerry Jones talked about this on The Fan this morning, a veteran quarterback with the skill set that he has, that it's all coming together for him in the best way possible. And so I think, yeah, I agree in that sentiment that you're seeing everything good about Dak and Dak's game finally come together into fruition um, for the better of everybody on the offense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned his mechanics, and, yeah, they were on point. Mm-hmm. They were on point, his footwork. And when you talk about you know him running is one thing about Dak that you always hear people saying is throw the ball away. Mm. Don't take that set. Yeah. And what you saw with him this game specifically is when he felt the pressure, he either got rid of the ball fast and took some hits in the pocket as he was delivering the yeah. ball. He had a great um, crosser to CeeDee Lamb that he delivered the ball mm-hmm. right on time, and he took a he took a hit at doing that. <laughs> but also, too, I mean, I when he said he said it, he said, I'm in the rhythm. You can see that. Yep. You can just see that things are just clicking for him. And um, he's starting to really, like, there was a time, there was a point in time, I know y'all remember since y'all watched football, when when Peyton Manning was just on point with whatever receiver he was playing with yeah. or Aaron Rodgers was just, it was like every week you expected mm-hmm. for them to connect no matter who was guarding him, no yeah. matter what. And when you go back and look at this game and you look at some of the balls that he threw to CD, some of the balls he even threw low to Ferg, mm-hmm. they're so connected that they're starting to just kind of finish each other's sentences but football mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. And it's really awesome to see them developing this chemistry. But as far as Dak Prescott goes, I also think think to your point when we were talking about the offensive line I think he truly understands where this offensive line is right now and what he has to do to not only not make them look bad but to also make sure that he can make this team still go forward as you were saying he Mm -hmm. understands that there's some communication things some guys are still trying to find their legs you're having injuries to the left it's, he's, he understands that, so the evading, the evading, um, evading uh, the blitzes and stuff like that. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. What he's doing at the line of scrimmage, the declaration, calling out the blitzes. Yep. That all helps the offensive line, but it also too it, it really shows how much control 
mm-hmm. he has over this offense right now. And so, um, to your point, mentioning Jerry, he's he's a veteran now, and we see that he's doing mm-hmm. veteran esque things and <laughs> and favorite part last part is is the movement outside the pocket and inside the pocket um i know mike mccarthy he's had quarterbacks like an aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. that could do some amazing things out in the pocket but boy when he got outside that pocket yeah. he was lethal and I, I really enjoyed that mike mccarthy seems like he wants dax to dax to play that way and we're seeing that because i think that's one of his mm-hmm. best traits is moving outside the pocket and making plays downfield yeah to both of you all's points uh everything you all just said but i think he's just like playing football right he's just yeah. playing he's like <laughs> yep. let me just ball like yeah. do what I do best um and I actually wrote down a couple of plays that stood out to me though I'll just say one of them um it was like the first minute in the game first drive it was mm-hmm. the Jake Ferguson touchdown they were playing 12 personnel TP was actually he was open on the right boundary um and Dak he was making the re looking at the safety the safety's body was like turned towards Schoon- Luke Schoonmaker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he just sees Ferg, you know, run past the linebacker. He says there's two high safeties, whatever, and then I'm going to just trust my guy. I think that yeah. was something That's, that... I got that, that written down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the plays yeah. that stood out to me the most just because, like, he's like... I'm taking my guys over any of y'all, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm and I'm trusting yeah. my reads. Okay, this isn't working. All right, bet. Let me look. This isn't working, bet. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I, I just like his decision-making. It just... And, and the we, confidence. We yeah, yeah, he's confident. And he's confident. doing it quickly. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is you have to make these reads and... and the mechanics of football is just so interesting when you really go back and look mm-hmm. at how quick these decisions have to be made, especially for a quarterback in that situation. Yeah. But, I mean, man, we always talk about the importance of getting your tight ends involved. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's why. And so when people are creating this narrative that, you know, the tight ends and, and yes, they need work. Yeah. We're, we're going to admit that we'll always be the first to admit that when yeah. they do. But that. Dak's not going to them because he doesn't trust them. That's not true. That's the furthest thing from the truth. Dak is going to their tight end meetings because he wants to, because yeah. he wants to make sure that there's no drop off with that tight end uh, room in that game. And most importantly, he said, I want to make sure these guys know that mm-hmm. I still trust them and I have confidence in them. And so, heck yeah. yeah. Do you know how excited I was to see Fergie get that touchdown? I was like, yes. Yeah, Go and Ferg. It's, it's, and to your point, like, there's a, I can't explain it. Like, with tight, with tight end, <laughs> There's a, it, it's just a feel that you look for. Like when you start watching them play, mm-hmm. when you start watching them play, it's the angles that they take. It's just the way that they're fluid and everything. And so yeah. with Ferg, you're starting to see he really is starting to, to understand the position in totality because tight end is a complicated position and mm-hmm. ask you to right. do a lot. But as far as him and Dak connecting, you can, it's, it's I think to your point, uh, Jess, I believe that it's, that seal is broken. I be- yeah. I truly believe that 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 is his. He's realizing like I can mm-hmm. depend on you consistently, mm-hmm. and Ferg is catching everything too. If I'm not mistaken, I yep. think he has two drops on the season. Mm-hmm. He's been super efficient himself. Mm-hmm. So. It's just the targets that have been lacking more than anything. And we but, saw him get targeted more this game. And I'm like, again, keep yeah. doing it. <laughs> There's only one person that's been consistently targeted, and that's within the last couple of weeks. And CD Lamb, yep. there has not been ball distribution Man. to say that it's something with specifically Jake Ferguson. So, mm. I don't know. There's a big picture here when it comes to football, and I think sometimes we get caught up in the mix of all of it that we forget, like, the little mechanics and moving parts that go into making up, like, what you see on the field. Yeah, what'd you like from C.D. Lamb? That kind of is where I want to go T.D. Lamb? T- I loved 
I loved what I saw from T.D. Lamb. Yeah. Just like his growth, though, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. So last year, um, obviously, it was our first year yeah. covering the team. And we were here. And let's take a little fun trip back to uh, when there was conversations about veteran players coming in here and that you needed kind of a veteran guy in that room to kind of help CD grow and establish into this wide receiver one role. And mm-hmm. people were questioning, well, is he the wide receiver one? Are you sure? And it's just so incredible to see a guy work his tail off to be what he is now mm-hmm. in less than a year, because that wasn't even a full year ago. And he said, but you want to take my name out of that conversation? You're going to be talking about it more than ever here in a while. He's taken every stride he needs to during the off season. Um, I talked to one of his coaches that he worked with in the off season. And it's funny because Craig told me, he said, you're going to see a different version of CD. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, I can't tell you too much. Give you the secret sauce, you know? And it's funny now seeing where he is and, and just thinking back to that conversation because it's it is a different version of CD Lamb than what you're used to seeing. It's a fully confident version of him. It's a fully able version of him to do anything he wants to do because he's put in that time. He's put in that work to make sure there's nonverbal cues that are just queued up with Dak Prescott. They can look at each other, they know what they're doing, and that's what CD focused on throughout this whole off season. And so no, I'm really impressed with what he's been able to do. I think the best is still yet to come, which is scary if you're an opposing defense and you got to cover CD at any point. Wouldn't be me. Not my. That's y'all's job. That's not my job. <laughs> but good for CD. I'm yeah. really proud of him because a lot of people, and this just goes in life, right? Is if you're in that position where you're being questioned, are are you good enough? Are you good enough? Some people just break. Some people are like, oh, I think I am, but I can't handle the pressure. He rose to the occasion. I'm really proud of him for that. Yeah, I mean, um, no thanks to Richard Sherman and how he's been talking about CD. I don't care. He's saying that he's not a number one. I don't know what an – apparently a number one is, is is not someone that can move across the formation and do mm. what he needs to do. A um, little mm. wrinkle in this offense this week. We got to see <laughs> CD Lamb at the X, and, and the X is typically on the weak side of the formation, um, the furthest away from the line of scrimmage, and just – I don't know if people understand how much it takes for a wide receiver to be able to do things in the slot, but then also move out there and be efficient as well. It, it takes a level of intellect and understanding and maturity yeah. to play this position, and, and that's why you don't. That's why you see guys across the league that mm-hmm. only run the X for other teams that are in the division. That's why you see that yeah. because that it's not. It takes it takes a lot of fortitude and study to do that. But also too, I put it on Twitter today because I was trying to ask the wide receiver folks because <laughs> when I look at CD, I can't describe it, and people always describe it as feel. And yeah. I know that y'all think that word is so funny, but it's it's feel, it's understanding of like, yeah. okay, this corner keeps sitting on my hip it coming mm-hmm. out of my brakes. I'm going to break the opposite way. It's, sometimes it's improvising in mm-hmm. play, like in, in during the route is yeah. improvising and it's understanding. Smart. Yes, it takes, it takes mm-hmm. maturity, but it also takes time to get that understanding. Okay, they're playing me soft right here. Yeah. I have more leverage here. I'm going to sit in this zone. He's also, he's, he's gotten far better at finding soft spots and zones. Um, I just think his concentration is taking such a step up because we saw those little mistakes last year and just some of the miscues. Yeah. But I just, I really feel like coming into what is his year four for him, he said, I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> year four for him. Dramatic. He Not is, even 30. <laughs> I know, right? Come on. Okay. Come on. <laughs> but to your point about CeeDee Lamb, 
you can tell he's done the work in the offseason. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's he and Dak's work together has um, helped as well. But credit to also Mike McCarthy yeah. and those guys for being like, if they can't stop our guy, we're not going to. Yeah. And so, you know, with the ball distribution, you're still seeing him get the ball and do what he's doing. He's getting yep. the ball at a high clip right now, but he's doing something with it every time, and I appreciate it. So but yet he's not a wide receiver one. What? Mm. I know. I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> I don't know why Sherman got such come a on problem now. You, with you him. already know they throwing shade of the Cowboys. Just let me day, roll my so eyes so far back to my head. They gotta come in. My eyes will get one. stuck if I roll my eyes as much as I want to. Yeah, please don't do that. We don't not a number one. Trust me. What is a number one? So, yeah, those are the things that I, I feel like he's really improved on. And in turn, it's opening up things for the yeah. other guys as mm-hmm. well. Because if you're not bracketing CD, you crazy. Yep. <laughs> if you if you not doing something to help help yeah. somebody out over there, you crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with them. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and take a second break. We'll be right back. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. part of the song all right head to the pro shop at AT at&t stadium in arlington texas on saturday november 4th for the final stop of the 2023 cowboys collections on tour see rare team archives customized headwear grab a gift with purchase and enter for a chance to win a giveaway sounds fun Mm. all right we only have a few minutes. I'm sorry. We I kind of let us go over a little bit. It was my talking. fault. I got No, talking. it's okay. No, I got yeah. It's all right. My bad, y'all. No, you know what? We get lost in the conversation. We do. It's fine. But it's fun, though. At least it's good conversation. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think right? so. All right. Let's talk a little quick about uh, who who on this defense. Of course, we, we talk about... <laughs> 
get so happy. We talked about Marquise Bell. We talked about yeah. Deron Bland. Who outside of those guys um, is your defensive spotlight from Sunday's win over the Rams? Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Demarcus okay. Lawrence, Tank. Okay. There's a lot of juice left in that man's tank. He is he is so interesting because he he always talks about he does and he's he's been open and honest since the start of the season with us in the locker room about how he feels his age. And you talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. You don't see it. Sure don't. You don't yep. see it. Man is just nonstop play to play to play. He's such a he's such a leader for this line, for everybody around him. And something that never gets old is seeing him hype everybody up in that pregame huddle. Mm-hmm. That that, like that never gets old. He's such a staple player that I think has become so consistent in his game. You forget how good he is. That's so yeah. fair. And yeah, tank. I'm gonna give some some tank love uh, today because I just feel like he he deserves it. I'm gonna go Damone Clark, man. I think that uh, he's like one of those guys that like you don't really hear his name too much, like you should hear his name, especially having to you know really take that and fill that role in for uh, Layton. Um, I, I think that. I don't know. He he's just really started to like impose his will on that defense. Um, I, I don't know. I've just been really been impressed with him the last couple of games, and I think he talked about in the locker room. I think that was last week, before the bye week, mm-hmm. and just about how like he he understands he's still young. You know, it's his second year, so he's like, I still have a lot of room to grow. I have a lot more learning to do, and if I knew if I knew everything, I wouldn't be here, right? So he understands that he still has a lot more room to grow, and that that. I don't know. I, I've just been impressed from that guy. That's fair. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Shout out to D. Clark. Well, I mean, it's a trickle-down effect. Yeah. I'm struggling because I wanted to give credit to the secondary as a whole. Because, yeah. yeah. Because it's well, the way that Sean McVay does things, it's not just Deron Bland on Puka Nakua. Mm-hmm. It's not just yeah. Deron Bland on he's going to find favorable matchups up and through there. And, and the fact that they were able to limit those guys the way they did. But I do believe that this Cowboys interior defensive line needs some credit. Also, Digizua, um, Jonathan Hankins, Hank. Chauncey Golston, those gentlemen— uh, Mozzie Smith got in there and made some plays. This interior allows the exterior of the defensive line to play a lot more free. Yeah. It allows them to do a lot of the things that they want to do, not only pass rushing-wise. This team is slowly but surely becoming so much better against the run. I know that we kind of that's something that we were really nervous about coming yeah. to this season. Cardinals game happened, sure. Yes, it did. 49ers didn't run all over you, Mm-mm. though. They didn't run all yeah. over you. So this run defense at this point in the season – is improved from last year, mm-hmm. and I really believe a lot of that has to do with Jonathan Hankins. Yep. Also, Diggy Zua taking a step forward. You got Chauncey Golston in there playing some snaps, and Mozzie also being in the middle as well. Yeah. So the interior of this defensive yep. line, I'm going to give them their flowers, mm-hmm. and um, we 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 we, we going to need them to play 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 well this this upcoming <laughs> week because. Uh, Somebody yeah. likes to yeah. slip in between the A and B gap and, and, and run. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's. This week's. Oh, oh I goodness. hope not because we got Philly we got Phil. Two. I was like, Shows girl, we, we haven't even started I'm sorry. this week. Today is today. I'm tired. It feels more like a Monday it than feels, a Tuesday. I don't know what it feels, it feels like. weird today. It's the weather. It's, it's the actually weather. nice outside, though. It's nice, but it's just cold. That's why I got this coat on. It's spooky. It's cold outside. I don't play that. Baby, got her jacket on I like we in high school again. She, she is cold. She's like, I'm not playing. You know how I was in high school. I don't. When you would wear it snacks. everywhere. I'm not playing. Like, it's too cold outside. I understand. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> it's spooky season. So it is. There you go. Happy Halloween. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Be safe. That'll do it for this tonight's episode. Oh, what oh, are we dressing up as? We, I'm not dressing up. I already did my costume. I'll tell you what I'm dressing up as. A woman that works in sports and has to work. Hello. So, there you go. Boom. Yeah. I like that one. It's, uh. Oh, goodness. All right. Jazz. <laughs> oh, Jazz did Steve Harvey, ladies and gentlemen. Cannot yes. wait to see it. Wait, come out and. Oh. No. Oh. Well, all right. Oh. Uh, that'll do it for today's episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. See y'all tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!